Blog Talk Radio. Today. I'm Raina Star, so you don't have to be. Desperate House Witches is not a G, PG, or even an R-rated show, so if bad language, bodily function, dirty talk of any kind might offend you, this may not be the show for you. But you know that's why you tuned in, and I know it too. So put your feet up for a few minutes while we uh, get into this. Desperate House Witches is brought to you by the amazingly wicked one, the incredible Dorothy Morrison. Please check out www.wickedwitchstudios.com for all of your witching needs. Oh, and special announcement, home blessing balls go on sale when? I'm going to tell you, the 27th of November. That is Sunday, so check it out. It is about to happen. The balls are about to drop. So get on the social media page for wickedwitchstudios.com. And check it out, because the link will be there on Sunday. All right. Very excited. For the hour, I have two guests today. Not a normal day. I have with me world-renowned author, aromatherapist, and professional tarot reader, Judica Ellis. And with us also, award-winning poet, owner of Sky Tech Design, and creative director at Red Wheel Wiser, the amazing Catherine Sky Peck. Hello, my friends. Happy, happy afternoon to Happy you. Thanksgiving. Happy, Thank happy. you. It's nice to be back. How is it? Nice everybody. to be here. Oh, yes. It's been so, it feels like forever, I have to admit. It's, it's been more than a minute. And, you know, I did not see this new deck coming. I was like, what? Pfizer what? What do you mean? So... <laughs> <laughs> you got this deck, okay? Now, let's face it, which is of a certain age of which I am at 61. <laughs> My very first deck was given to me. It was a rider weight deck. And, you know, it was kind of like our training wheels for a lot of us, you know, a classic. But Wiser has done something really interesting. Tell me about it. Um, you you go first, Catherine. Just- Start this yeah, one. yeah, yeah, you start. So I probably um, have the most history here. I go back to 1981 uh, with Wiser Publishing. And mm-hmm. in the last couple of years, um, we were, I was sort of thinking about how do we celebrate the 65th anniversary of the publishing company. It was also the 70th anniversary of Pamela's death. Donald Pamela Coleman Smith. Yes, Pamela Coleman Smith. You know, for people who don't know. Well, you know, people listening may not know. I mean, it's a, you know, we we feel, I feel like I I know Pamela, but um, Pamela Coleman Smith, uh, who is the artist who created those so recognizable images for the Rider Waite Smith deck that, you know, many people don't know who created them, but it's Pamela also known as Pixie. Well, I will refer to her as Pixie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we were we were looking at this confluence of events to um, to not only celebrate Wiser the Man, Kaplan the Man, the company, but also very very much so uh, Pamela Coleman Smith. And we came up with um, the idea of producing this deck. And that's, that's kind of the genesis of it all. Um, it's a very important deck, obviously, in Tarot in this country. But it's particularly important uh, for Wiser and U.S. Games. Uh, Donald Wiser started out as a used book seller who would 
publish uh-huh. reprints of old out-of-print things as they came along. And one of those things that uh, he wanted to reprint was uh, the pictorial key to tarot. And uh, since he was planning that, he this was back in 70-something, uh, he mentioned to Stuart, who, they were very good friends, um, thought that was the plan, and, you know, maybe Stuart could get the rights to the deck, which he did, and, you know, the rest is right. history. So it, it was just it was just important to us um, from that point of view. And it's a it was a collaboration, you know. Um, it's it's the art of Pamela Coleman Smith. We brought it down to the lines. You know, we didn't change anything of the art other right. than the colors. And you know, but um, well, that's not true because we added. We added the um, the Hebrew letters and the uh, we we added glyphs too, right? The planetary glyphs. Astrological, yeah. Astrological yeah. glyphs, um, but it's a collaboration oh. between different staff members of Wiser Books. So, um, you know, Catherine really created the cards and really worked. So, you know, it was really her vision. And I worked. There's a there's a book that goes with it, and I worked on that and mm-hmm. some other staff members also. So, it's uh, it was exciting. I mean, so what I, I was, no, no. I'm sorry, Judica. I, bu- I bumped. No, no, you go. It's okay. It's okay. No, no, we can cut each other off. It's okay. I'm from New York. Well, we can interrupt. Yeah, right. <laughs> we do this all the time. As, as a, you know, as an artist myself, I mean, what I was particularly interested in with Pixie's artwork, um, I had seen, you know, her paintings, not the tarot deck. You know, she was a student right. at Pratt. Um, her art in Brooklyn, is, where I was born. Yeah. <laughs> her, <laughs> there you go again. New Brooklyn York. in the house. <laughs> yeah. So we Brooklyn her girl. Was, we got the muscle, was, honey. <laughs> I'm sorry, Catherine. So anyway, her that's quite all right. It's um, it, her artwork was, you know, very bold. It was done in watercolor and gouache. There was a lot of flow and movement to it. She had synesthesia, which most people know, so she saw colors as she listened to music. So there was a lot of movement and music and boldness Mm -hmm. and color, which I think in 1909, when the deck was printed, um, just didn't I'm imagining this, but I imagine it just didn't <laughs> carry through with the technology of the time. You know, the plates, the printer plates are gone. The original it was artwork during um, World War II, yeah, the right? war. Yep, and the original artwork is not to be found. And um, we just felt uh, the confluence of anniversaries was a chance to really pay homage to her. And, you know, it was important to us that, I mean, there are a lot of spinoffs of the right of weight um, Sure. It was important to us to not do a spinoff. And we really approached this as, what would Pixie do? We really wanted to go deeper into what exists in the deck. And when you take it down to the bare bones, just the lines, which is where she yeah. started. She started in ink and then she would paint over that. But when you get down to the bare bones and you look at these cards, I mean, they're, they are very gender ambiguous. They are very ambiguous in many more ways than they have gotten uh, a reputation of. You know, it's, it's, well, it's kind of been – go ahead, Judica. Well, I mean, I think the writer weight, I think, I think as Raina was saying, they are the – they were not my personal first deck, but they are the first deck for, I think, a lot of people. And they're so familiar. And if you see tarot cards on TV, they're almost always from this deck. And so I think a lot of people mm-hmm. sort of are a little bored with them sometimes. Or they dismiss them as being too familiar. And Absolutely. they're gorgeous cards. And, you know, she was an Aquarius. And they're very, very, you know, forward and really ahead of their time. And we wanted to be able to just, you know, although there have been other, and I, I like the different versions, the Albano weight and the Universal weight, 
we uh-huh. wanted people to be able to we wanted people to see see them with fresh eyes. Right. I, 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 I think want, we did I that. People to look at them, and by making some shifts in color, which of course we did, it really forces you to look at the card. New. Yeah. Um, we wanted to emphasize the elemental quality of the miners, so we mm-hmm. sort of. Yep. You can tell they're sort of color-coded in, in a way. We wanted to introduce back yeah. the um, astrological and the Hebrew. So, you know, um, like I said, we were trying to dive in rather than, you know, do do a sort of Rider Waite-ish uh, next-gen kind of thing. It feels like it, too. Um, you know, having had... And again, I do not believe that they are necessarily the first decks of people since my generation. You know, the the Rider Waite deck was mm-hmm. the classic first deck back in mm-hmm. the seventy well, in the eighties really for me and probably people before me. Um but since Definitely. then, you know, everything's a variation on a theme to a certain extent, you know. Uh, not that Rider Waite was the absolute first tarot deck necessarily, but it was the classic for the American witch for for decades, obviously. Well, you um, know, and, and some of that is the history with um, Donald Weiser yeah. and uh, Stuart Kaplan. I mean, they they made yeah. it available, so yeah. it is hard to yeah. think that tarot would be as influential and widespread now if it wasn't for Donald Weiser and Stuart Kaplan. And we did want to celebrate that, too. Yeah, I mean, so, so, all right. So I've got to know, who's the person who said, hey, we should do this? Because it always starts with one person saying, hey, we should do this. I think that would be me. Mm -hmm. I think so. (laughs) We talked about it for a while. This was was a long time simmering. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh. Okay, so what what were the considerations you you needed to make when you were embarking on this venture? Because it seems, especially you know, Catherine, it seems like you've done an incredible amount of research on the creator uh, Pamela Coleman Smith specifically. Yeah. Well, there was that. There was you know really diving into. Um, her life, her artwork, you know, what, who she was and how she expressed herself even before she came to this deck was really important to me. Um, There's just a certain amount of blanket, you know, uh, intuition on my part in terms of just how I approached it. (laughs) It was sort of, you know, close your eyes and, and, and go with it. But on the other side of the coin, too, there were there were um, practical considerations. We were very respectful of um, Stewart publishing the Rider Waite, um, and you know we d- we did not want to infe- did interfere we, with. Um, did we identify Stewart? I don't I don't know. I mean, for people who are listening and don't know, um, if you for those of you with tarot cards, if you look at your deck. Most of them probably come from U.S. Games. U.S. Games. He and he brought it Stewart here. was U.S. Yep. Games. <laughs> so, um, uh, absolutely. Um, you know, I and Pam. Uh, not Pamela. I'm so sorry, Catherine. Excuse me. I have Pamela on the brain because of you. But uh, the vibrancy of the <laughs> colors for the background is just. So rich and inviting. Um, I, I've got to say, and you're a visual artist, are you not? Yep, yep. Well, it shows through the deck. And, you know, here's the interesting thing. You know, color coding, sort of, kind of, I really wouldn't necessarily put it quite that way. Um, more like identifiers of, you know, right. the different as it were, and there's different intensities, and I like the fact that you did different intensities of color depending on what the card was. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, thank so, you for noticing that. <laughs> thank you so oh, much for picking no, I mean, up on that. 
Absolutely, because for example, um, the the sword sword series is beautiful yeah. in this lush kind of a purple, which of course those are like my, my favorite. I love those. Goes. Isn't it gorgeous? But you know, there are different hues in it. It's not just oh, well, we're just going to use this shade of purple for swords and that's it. You you actually looked and thought about how you wanted to express it. And right. I think and I, with a... Yes, please, go ahead. And I, I was mindful of the progression through the suit. You know, it, it was um, things change. <laughs> you know, things start in one place, they get more intense and they resolve. And I I was trying to be mindful of that as well. But well, shows. I mean, it's very expressive. Uh, you know, the the cups are different hues of blue depending upon what the card is. It's it's so hard to describe without everyone having their own deck. So get your own yeah. deck. I'm not sharing mine. Um, but <laughs> I'm just saying. But, you know, I just love the way you, you really thought about that. And, you know, pentacles being green, green also being earth, green being sometimes muted, sometimes lush. I mean, if you – and maybe it's because I'm older now. I don't think I appreciated um, the original deck when I first got it. Again, it was given to me. Um mm-hmm by friends of mine. Uh, as a matter of fact, Judica, you're familiar with, with Ruth Ann um, from the Tarot School, are you not? Sure. Yes. Yeah, we're, we're actually, it's funny you mentioned her. Yeah. It's funny. Well, you know, um, that's a wiser book, and we will be, uh, there will be a new edition of that soon. That's so funny that you mentioned that. Well, I've known Ruth Ann since I was a teenager, Wow. Um, and, yeah, <laughs> so she's, I mean, before the school was a thing, you know, before these classes, uh, she would read for me and, and you know. Oh, I didn't know that. Stuff. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. We, I, I, You know, it's amazing. Parts of the community don't really even know that other parts of the community are out there. I know. And yeah, it's true. You know, I've, I've spoken to so many people who know who know she and her husband, Walt, and they've just done such an incredible job. And, and mm-hmm. this has been, you know, Taro has been the love of her life yeah. as long as I've known her. I'm 61, and I met her when I was 17, 18. Wow. Um, so we go. So we go most of your life, oh, yeah. Heck. Yeah, most of my <laughs> this life. This is the old girl society. Actually, I, uh, I'm 62. Oh, yeah. You know? but she, I've got to go actually, I'm 67. <laughs> well, that's okay. Well, we're all in the same age group, relative. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know. So we're not you know, children. I, there's, no shame in, there's no shame in my game. I'm, I'm still as crazy a bitch as I was at 30. So oh, yeah, me too, change. definitely, definitely, definitely. <laughs> I've always thought that was such a, a beautiful thing about the metaphysical community, the magical community, is that it's a community yeah. that lets you get old, you know? It lets you age, because that's not true yeah. in a lot of fields where, you know, I don't know, you're 36, so, you you know, you better go hide now that you're done. <laughs> and, you know, I feel very Seriously. fortunate having, you know, been with the company for 40 years, I guess now, because I... I have been able to work on all of those books. Those were my teachers, you know. And yeah. uh, Catherine I'm, does all the covers, just, Raina, and folks out what there. Honey? Catherine does all the book oh, covers. Oh, oh, yeah. So if you like really? the Wiser book cover, oh, cool. Catherine, that you I have to, Catherine to think. Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, I can say yeah. I know the person who does the covers. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, but I but I am grateful for being cred. able <laughs> say that again. I said you've added to my street cred. I'm oh. more credible now because I I know the person who does the covers. Ah. <laughs> you you're like walking through a, through a, you know a witchcraft store and somebody goes, oh, 
look at this wonderful Wiser Books cover, and you can say, oh, I know, I know the person in charge of that. <laughs> yeah, I frequently go into bookstores and turn them all face out, so. Of course. <laughs> I know people just put everything back. To, you know, they pick it up, they look at it, they put it down all flat. You know, we do really. But but you know, on that note, um, if if you are if listeners at home, if you have some wiser books, recent ones, look at the spines, the spine of the book, because the spines of wiser books have become so beautiful lately. I'm thinking of my own pure magic. I'm looking at it. There's like there's like an uh-huh. eye looking back at me. It's a lot of a lot of really Ooh. really just um um the spine itself and the back of the book have become I think more vivid parts of the cover than they used to be. Interesting. You know, really, I will have to go and look. Yeah. Pretty cool. So, Catherine, I have to ask, are you a tarot reader as well? I am not. Um, I would say I, you know, I I would not put myself in that category, although I'm very knowledgeable. I could probably read cards, and I'm, I often, I, I don't know, Judica, how would you put it? I'm I'm pretty intuitive with it, but I, I consider mm-hmm. myself more of a, ongoing perpetual student. I mean, I work on everything from Liz Green to Joan Bunning to, you know, I've just been so fortunate to have learned from all of these people over the years, and I just soak it all in. Well, so, I think you spent yeah. a lot of time immersed in the cards. Even yeah, if you are absolutely. not reading, you know, actively reading for them or for other people. Um, but there are a lot, you know, I mean, that's the beauty of tarot. There are so many ways in which it, it enriches our lives. You know, it's interesting. I mean, in, in my in in my life, I've been a poet, a painter, and a dancer. And for me, all of those art forms are very connected. You know, all of them have music. All of them have color. All of them have movement. And we recently um, published uh, Cassandra Snow and Siri Vincent Plouffe's uh, Lessons from the Empress, which is using the tarot for creativity. And I feel like I've done it backwards. You know, I'm using creativity <laughs> as I enter the tarot. So um, to answer your question, I sort of, I'm sort of learning it that way, you know. Well, you know, some people don't even look at for reading necessarily. Some people right. look at it purely as, as art. So, I mean, sure. I, I think or that's they use valid, it for meditation you know? or, I mean, there, there are a oh, lot of sure. things. There are people who use it in therapy. There's, there's, I mean, tons of things you can do with it. And I, I think that richness is part of the beauty of the tarot, that it's not, it's not limited. You, there's something there really, I think, for almost everyone, even if even if all you are receiving from it is the aesthetics, the beauty of the tarot, because there yeah. are so many beautiful, beautiful decks, including this one, not least this one. Yeah. I, I think the deck is really visually very stunning, and it needed, I mean, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but it really <laughs> needed, first of all, it needed a fucking upgrade. I'm sorry. Um, this is why... <laughs> You know, I talk a lot about things needing to change and grow. And, you know, sometimes when you change and grow, there's a lot of missteps. There's a lot of, you know, accidental stumbling. I know I could not have become a witch in public the way the kids do it now. It's like everything is just out there on social media. And it's like I could not have survived that shit and grown up to be any kind of a It was a different witch. time, though. If I had to, Absolutely, you know, I agree. Seriously, I mean, you know, every mistake is in public now, no matter what it is almost. Oh, no, and, I know. you know, it's just incredible. So, any, you know, but my point is, is that, you know, I got my first rider weight, and this is why people collect tarot cards is sure. to begin with, because you have your original deck, and those are your training wheels, and then you move on to, once you have a basic understanding, uh, 
whatever it is. You move on to another right. deck, and, you know, when I grew up, it was more of a repressed time, so everybody was not represented, uh, which was an issue, even though not everyone realized it was an issue then. I mean, with knowledge, you become a better human, I would hope, you know, as, as things grow and change. So I have problems with people who want to keep certain traditions purely the way they were for the last 20, 30, 40 years, <laughs> and they don't want to move off of that, or 60 years, I should say, at this point. And it's like, yeah, you know, we want to keep things pure. And I'm like, uh, no, because things that are pure, <laughs> they don't Well, things really. are never pure. Not really. And I don't think yeah, things, things are ever pure. But, you know, not, yeah, not to, I like, you know. That's true. Not to demonstrate You're my age, correct. but to... But to quote from Bob Dylan, you know, what is it, a paraphrasing, whatever is not busy being born is busy dying. Um, Correct. You know, if it's alive, if it's alive, it has to evolve. Thank you. And this is what I say constantly on this show. Yeah. You know, because whatever is alive, we have to, you know, it's like it was a different time and now it's now. And it's going to be. Yeah. And then things are going to happen, and we're going to have to adjust to them. And things like tarot and divination and witchcraft. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want mm-hmm. to keep it pure, what you're saying is you want to you want to study it in, in an academic way. You're not, you know, because if you're an academic, you can say, "Oh yes, mm-hmm. I will study witchcraft as it was in 1556 in this one location," and then you know. That's a that's a very narrow thing, but of course, especially in academia, there's no 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 shade against academia. At no, all. no, and it's Obviously, not a shameful thing, important. and we learn a lot from that. And I mean, yeah. that that may be something sure. that's very that's uh, that's not a judgment thing. I mean, that may be something that right. is very very satisfying. I mean, you know, there are parts of history I find more interesting than other parts. And if you told oh, yeah. me I used to go be an academic, then that's what I would study. But and. You know, that was one of the things we were we had in mind when we approached the Rider Waite, you know, Pamela Coleman Smith's art. You know, when you do take it down to just the line work, you know, it, it, the question was how far can we push this envelope and remain true to her intention, her vision, and this deck. And, you know, like I said, when you do take it down to the bare bones, you begin to see that they're – there are possibilities. Um, you know, not every deck is going to be inclusive of everybody. Mm-hmm. But I right. think that where the possibility exists, that you can make it as inclusive as it, it might have been had it lived in 2021, 2022, instead of 1909, mm-hmm. then I think that, you know, that's a... That's a that's an opportunity that should be grabbed. And, um, you know, that's something that we were mindful of when um, we were working on this. And it shows because the vibrancy, it needed something. I'm sorry. Again, things that don't change don't grow and vice versa. You have to. Things Mm -hmm. need to be modified. Things need to be brought up to speed. And quite frankly, Again, no shade, but the original deck, okay, training wheels, board, next, needs something more vibrant, needs something with more messages, needs something that I could read more into. Um, and you have certainly made that happen with this deck. It's the oh. colors are super-duper lush, so, brute, so yeah. pretty, and super intense. I mean, you know, the reworking... Um, of some of the cards is just like, oh, wow. I mean, like, what am I pulling out here? I am pulling out, oh, death and the devil. And they're just, like, <laughs> really vibrant. There's well, that was so the desire. going on. For people to yeah. see it, in it, it just isn't, to, I mean, it's really, to see the cards, but to see them in a fresh way and to, Mm-hmm. make people think and to and you know and, and to really celebrate so a combination of of an, of refreshing 
but also a celebration of the original. Because Pamela yeah. Coleman Smith was really a genius. And I, yeah. I don't say that about everyone. Her cards, you know, she didn't have a lot of instructions for the minor arcana. And what was revolutionary about those cards is that older decks almost universally were only, only the major arcana, the 22 trumps, were illustrated. And so those cards are so accessible. And so, you, you know, I think that sometimes people get bored with them because they're almost, they don't have to fight to read them. Right. And, um, and you know, uh, Pamela Coleman Smith had experience as a set designer. Yeah. And as the first person who actually gave scene, scenes, <laughs> just to make clear that word, mm. but to, to, put, to put the minor arcana into scenes, I think, I think that's part of her genius as well and her background. Each of those cards is a little stage on which a story is unfolding. Mm. And uh, she was just brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Well, the detail is striking because when I started, you know, it's so funny. I got lost in the cards when I first got them, and there were some things I noticed and some things I didn't notice. Like, it didn't occur to me that there weren't titles on every card because I've become so used to decks having titles on, on every single sure. card. Then it, so we had a giggle this afternoon. Obviously, you guys were in on my giggle when I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Forgetting that that's how the original deck was. Hello, brainchild. Wake up. But, but, um, but I mean, I think that's but, part of like looking at it a little bit differently. It's like a little, it's a little disconcerting sometimes. Like, oh, like, yeah, it's, like, but, it's like looking at a view you've seen all the time and now like just yeah. looking at it from a slightly different angle. That's like, wow, I didn't, Absolutely. you know, it, you know, it just it makes you do that double take sometimes. There's things I realized that I never noticed about the backgrounds on each card because for me, the original was so muted in certain respects as far as color goes that yeah. you, know, you tend to focus more on the most prominent feature of each card, but... The way the the updated deck, the wiser deck is done, it gives enough vibrancy to even the background that the background now comes forward too, which I found really remarkable. And I don't know how you did it without making it, um, I don't know, too busy, but it's (laughs) not. So Kathleen, how did you manage that? I don't honestly know um, how to explain some things. I I see things very three dimensionally. I, I just have I, my senses are a little skewed or mixed up or whatever. But you know when I when I look at those cards, I see them foreground, background. I see I see all the depths and all the things that are going on in between. And I guess I just. I just saw them. You know, there are teeny little lizards. There are boats with sails. Yeah. There are, yeah. there are, there's, there is stuff. There's, there's life happening in there. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, you know, I just, I, I guess I just saw it and wanted, wanted to do something so everybody could see it. It works because I'm like, for example, I'm looking at the Seven of Pentacles, and you know, having read tarot cards for the better part of forty years now, um, playing with them since much younger, but not really reading. Um, but you know, I noticed there's this mountain in the background, purple, with this theme of strength is right there, you know, right behind everything you're doing here. The work uh, coming to fruition is on the horizon. I've never read it like that before. And it's because of what the way you did it uh, with this card that helped me to read that differently 
So I, oh, I I'm, I'm glad out. that that makes yeah, me really happy yeah. to hear that. Oh, yeah. um, well, you know those those you know, mount, those little purple mountains. They it's interesting. They travel through a lot of those cards. Yeah, you know, and 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 that again is part of. I mean, they're not. It's not a a deck of seventy eight separate pictures. It's this journey mm-hmm. of a landscape and a life and a psychology and yeah i i i think it's important that the re- the repeating motifs you know sometimes subtly sometimes a little bit more um you know vibrantly get get called out you know by the time you get to the lovers for example you know the the mountains mm-hmm. exploding and then you know we calm mm-hmm. down and move on Oh yeah, I mean even the tower has those those shades in it, you know. And and even from great pain can come great wisdom and great change. And you know the the flow of everything, it's just not something I ever noticed in my original deck. I mean, and I recently got, believe it or not, in the last couple of months, of. Uh, a set of the Radiant deck, the Rider Weight Radiant. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why I picked it up. I, it must have been I, I have a copy of this. Yeah, and even that does not do what this does. From the standpoint of symbolism, you know, planetary, um, the Hebrew letters, um mm-hmm. And, you, you know, just everything that you kind of put in there, it's like all there and it's subtle, but it's strong. It's just so hard to describe it unless you're looking at it. wish I could convey this better. But I know. I know. Just, it, well, it's you know, such a visual just, thing. It is. And, but they're so rich in texture and color that it's almost like, even though it's the, it's a similar deck, it's not the same deck anymore because he's now brought it to this evolution. Well, it's an evo- exactly. It's an know. evolution of the deck. It's not a different deck, but it is an evolution. Yeah. And we yeah, it's, it's we we tried to keep um we tried to keep the artist in mind, you know, because over the years, you know, writer Wade Smith, well, writer, and, and not to take anything away from anyone, because it's a masterpiece. And even to publish a tarot deck back then was a very brave thing to do. So writer refers to the publisher, wait to the um, person who initially commissioned the deck. But Pamela Coleman-Smith, mm-hmm. who has the most recognizable part of the deck, and I would argue the most significant part, the illustrations, was often forgotten, and we wanted to bring her to the fore. And so I think and it she was, was really only recently that Smith was tacked on. It right. used to be the right weight, the right weight, right weight. First right. was the right weight, then the right weight. Yeah. So yeah, but, she eventually. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I mean I think that was I think that was something that we all she was always in our minds. So that's when I that it's an evolution and not a change. I mean I always did think about would she have been happy with what we were doing. Would she have, which, you know, it's hard to say. How how can you go back and ask someone who is no longer with us? But were we, were we attempting to be faithful to her vision? And I, I think we were. Oh, and I think having Catherine, who, you know, actually studied her art, you know, there's a lot of non-tarot art. There are some, in, in the book that goes with the deck, there's some recommended mm-hmm. reading. Um, and one of them is this beautiful art book, um, you know, that was published by U.S. Games by Mary Kay, you know, mainly by Mary Kay, Kay Greer, who is a scholar of this deck, the writer Wade Smith and a Pamela Coleman Smith. And you can see a lot of her non-tarot art in there. She was not just some savant who showed up and did this deck. She was this... You know, back in the early 20th century, where it was so difficult for, you know, the glass ceiling was so low for women, she had a successful career. 
she was a, a member of the Golden Dawn. She was a successful set designer. She was an artist. She had a, you know, she published a magazine. And so we, we really, she, she's a very much a forgotten heroine, and we wanted to, I don't know, she was always, I always felt her with me when I was working on this, and I think you did too, Kat. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I'll be honest with you, for many, many decades, <laughs> I didn't even know she existed. Um, no, you're not recently, alone. Yeah, and it's only recently that her name is even mentioned. Right. To my knowledge. So, I mean, well, thank you for bringing awareness of her uh, because we really need to recognize the women. Hello, the women. Well, <laughs> she was so just sort of treated as, you know, Arthur Wave was treated as like this genius and, um, you know, and she was just someone who he commissioned to do some art. But what is it that makes the deck work? It's the art. Sure. And ironically, it's it's the book that Arthur Waite wrote, and I don't want to not give him credit because he really he planted the seeds for this deck. But it's the book that reads old, you know. You can right. some of it is not really you know applicable anymore. Um, if it ever was, but, um, you know, Pamela's work is eternal. Yeah, for a while when we were, when we were envisioning this project, we were thinking, oh, well, let's, let's do a new printing of the pictorial key to the tarot and come out with this deck, blah, 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 blah. Right. Yeah. And we really, in the end, um, wanted to just move away from that because it's, the book is brilliant. It's of a time. And because of that, it's a bit of an anchor. Um, well, I think that holding back what we were able to do with the artwork, so we decided to to move on. Yeah, with just with just the deck. Were you going to say something, Judica? Oh, you know, you always say I was. I always say something nice. I was about to say something maybe not so nice. About Arthur Way, so I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say it. <laughs> well, you know, know what? Is... First of all, there's nothing wrong with you know doing what you can to correct the past. Well, <laughs> had, you know, he was a, let's just say he was a man of his era and his class. Exactly. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and his background. There you go. But As you know, many the thing of the men is, in our it, you know, when he commissioned Smith to do the artwork, he was it's sort of like hanging over her shoulder for the major arcana. He had incredibly yeah. – that's where his head was. You know, that's where the Kabbalah was. That's where the Golden Dawn They were Dom major. <laughs> and, and, you know, he had very specific instructions for the symbolism and how he wanted her to render them. For the minors, she was on her own. He basically gave yeah. her, you know, a list of keywords that Judica, I think, mentioned he pulled out of a fortune-telling book and um, left her to just run with it. So, you know, the, the whole creation of the story of the miners in the Rider Waite really was her. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. And I love her. I do, too. I mean, 100%. The minor card. It kind of makes me... Yeah, the minor cards. But it makes yeah. me wonder, was it that the major arcana is all he cared about and the rest were just an afterthought and he basically let her have free well, reign he didn't really want to be bothered? Or was it that no, he really I, I think it was a, a perception. Freedom? You know, you can look at the, at the tarot deck as, as an amalgamation of two decks. And the, the 22 major arcana are you know, the big cards that are packed with symbolism and esoteric secrets. And the minor cards mm-hmm. are, you know, very closely related to um, playing cards. And, of course, tarot, you know, derives from a game. And, you know, in Spain, the suits on playing cards match the suits that we have on tarot decks. It's not so much in America we don't see it, because in America we have clubs and spades and diamonds and hearts, but 
you know, they correspond. And you can you can do sort of playing card reading with the minor arcana if you want. And so fortune-telling, it was perceived as fortune-telling. And, and, you know, for a snobby, esoteric guy, he looked down on it. And it just, I think it wasn't worth his time. He gave her, like, some keywords and said, okay, go. I mean, this is my experience. You know, if I tell, you know, you know, if I go someplace and I say, what do you do? And I say, oh, I'm an esotericist or I'm an occultist. You know, people go, oh, you know, what's that? But, you know, if, if I'm in a mood and I want to shut down a party, I mean, not a party of witches, but, uh, you know, the muggle parties. If, if, if you know, so, you know, you know, little lady, what do you do? And I say, I'm a fortune teller. Everybody, <laughs> like, you, you can hear the pin drop. Because they're not sure. Am I being serious? Am I, you know, am I joking? Am I? And they all look at me, and it it's, works every every fucking time. So, and that's where he was coming from too. Like, he he would let the little lady work on the fortune telling cards. And Rachel Pollock told me, and Mary Kay Greer, that the key words that he did give Arthur Waite did give Pamela Coleman Smith. They were not his original words. He actually got them from a fortune-telling manual. So it, it was like it was like a it was like a necessary thing, but it wasn't really worthy of his great esoteric wisdom. Um, and yet, and yet, even though I say that, he knew it was important for them to be illustrated, because if you right. look at you know, Marseille decks or the other decks, you know, where you have like a seven of cups, you see seven cups. And where you have the eight of cups, you have eight cups. And let me tell you, if you are an inexperienced reader, I can do it now, but I have been reading for almost all of my life, and it took a long time. Mm -hmm. I mean, you just look at them. It's like, what's the difference between four cups, five cups, six cups? Uh, well, what's the difference between four cups or four swords? I mean, it's just like your mind goes blank. So having those images, it revolutionized tarot. Right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You need, you know, when you're starting out, you need symbolism. You need guidance. You know, yeah. and a lot of people... Yeah, you know, and I've heard this so many times from folks. Oh, I get it. I get a new deck, and I throw the book away. And I used to actually teach that way, and it's you know I did such a disservice. Fortunately, <laughs> my career as an instructor was short-lived to about six months, um, <laughs> or about maybe a year tops. And it's like because I wanted people to feel the deck. And get yeah you know I, I wanted I wanted the the deck to be more of a tool for the person receiving the reading than the person who was actually the intuitive. And sometimes when I read for someone, which is very very rare, I do not take clients anymore. Um, you know I <laughs> I'm like I've done readings where it's like the person who's asking the questions says to me. Oh, where do you? Which card is that? And I'm like, it's not in any of the cards, my dear. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I just just for you to feel comfortable and not be afraid. And I find a lot of people um, don't necessarily want to do it that way. They want to learn the deck because the deck is its own magical science, which I obviously appreciate. Now, when I was younger, it was more about what do you feel? What you feel is the most important. What
that I threw away. There were only three or four of them, and I will not name you because most of them are dead. Uh, but in all sincerity, <laughs> it's, it's really powerful. And the, the visuals from these cards are very striking. It makes the deck, I'm sorry, more interesting. It just does. And it makes I agree. I think that, you know, when there's an accompanying booklet, it's fascinating to see someone else's insight into what they see and how they describe it and what their interpretation is. I, I love that part. And I, you know, I do think yeah. we've moved away from everybody repeating the same keywords over and over and over again when they publish their little book. And it's gotten much more, mm-hmm. um, it's moved on into uh, broadening the vision of what's yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What do you feel about Oracle cards? I like them. I, I like cards in general. I, yeah, what was yeah. the question? What do you feel about Oracle decks? How do you feel about those as opposed to tarot? I, actually, I I love Oracle decks, and I don't love some Oracle decks. Well, there are true tarot, right. too. <laughs> there are tarot no, decks I, I, mean, I don't love. I work on a yeah, lot of sorry. Oracle decks, and I'm I'm really I mean as part of you know my job you know I'm working on several right now, and Wiser sure. is extremely particular about what they will publish. It has to be of a very sort of high, unique, interesting, beautiful caliber. But what I like about Oracle decks is when you have a deck that is taking you somewhere instead of the oracle deck where you pick a card and it has an affirmation and it tells you what to think and then you move on. Those don't work for me. Ah. Mhm, mhm. I see it. I see it. I get it. Absolutely. Because there's so many different types. Because there are right. yeah, predictors it, yeah, it's kind of and like then there the, are instructors. The, you know, today, today your animal is a fox and a fox means this. You know, and that to me doesn't work as an oracle. Gotcha. That makes sense. I never thought about it like that. See, Catherine, keep giving me things to think about. (laughs) Making my brain work. What's this about? So I've also, I've got one more question because we're we're getting shorter on time, but I want to know, have you received any pushback from quote-unquote purists? I expected pushback from purists. And no, we have not yeah. gotten any. And, you know, it's interesting. Part of my research on this is I watched hours and hours and hours of these videos on YouTube where somebody takes their 10 favorite rider weights and compares them and, you know, this version versus that version. And, you know, there are people mm-hmm. who do not want you to mess with a rider weights net stack. And Even though there, there are, are so, people, many, so many, there, so many there editions are of it. Want you just they just want to tear it down, you know. There, it's it's either it's either or, and you know I think some people feel that, you know, this deck doesn't go far enough. But you know we are bound uh-huh. by the original artist and you know the time from which she was working. You know there was only there's only so far you can go and until you're sort of destroying the original vision. But there are purists who don't you know, well, that should be red, or why did you make it this color, or why did you do that? We have not gotten any of that. And I have to tell you honestly, that was my biggest fear. Yes. That's what I was <laughs> expecting. And we have gotten nothing but love. I mean, yeah. when I get praise from Rachel Pollock and Benabel Wen and, you know, people who, uh-huh. I, I mean, I could, the people who have, like, written to us with, with um just wonderful comments. I, you know, it's a deep sigh of, you know, whew, we, whew, we did it. You know, we, we didn't mess it up. No, you so know, that's, I think you that's know, really subjective. I don't think people could accuse anybody of messing it up. There, You know, there are things that are for some people, and then there are right. things that are not for some people, and everything is not for everybody, and I get very right. respectful. Absolutely. When people are like, well, that that shouldn't exist. Why? Because I don't like it. Well, fuck you. It wasn't made for you. It was made for right. me. Go away. You know? Right. So it's like, 
you know, I, I just take umbrage with how people feel so free to say, well, you, what you did was shit. You know, in polite society, we kept those thoughts to ourselves. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, this world has just become so fucking rude, as she says, fuck a million times. But anyway, <laughs> it's my show. You know, you know, here's the thing. As I've always told my audience, you don't have to like what I say. But if you tune in, you know who you're dealing with. Um, yeah. I don't pull any punches. I don't pretend to know everything because I fucking don't, and I say it all the time. But you know what I mean? It, it's it's kind of that thing where we're looking for what's genuine, and if that thing is someone else's genuine, who am I to shit on it? You know what I mean? So, And that's fine. So, if it's something yeah. that is totally against what I believe, you know, I believe in inclusivity. If that's abhorrent to someone else, they're entitled to think that. I'm not the mind police. You know, you get to think whatever you want, but you're not going to fucking spew hatred in front of me without answering for it because that's mm-hmm. my right is to say right. fuck you and your hatred, and I do it all the time because I like saying it. Um, but, you know, I mean, but that's the way it works. You're you're allowed to not like things, but you're not allowed to just shit on people because you don't like something. And I just find that that part of it reprehensible. You know, I think the deck is really pretty. Um, you know, you weren't trying to recreate the wheel. You were paying homage to an existing art, you know, to an existing deck from an artist that you, res- you respect, obviously. And it's, it's, it's an updated, evolved version. It doesn't pretend to be really anything else but an evolved version with mm-hmm. intensive colors, which I love intensive colors. And it just, you know, it just makes the original deck more interesting. I'm sorry, it does. It is more interesting. It's, it's got more that it points to, you know. Again, the original deck, had it as my first deck, loved it, started buying more decks. Now I mm-hmm. have this deck. Cool. Enjoy it. <laughs> you know? did a great job. So I got to say, ladies, we are like almost out of time. And I have, I don't know about y'all, but I enjoyed having you both on and hope y'all do something together again so we can have you um, both on again. Definitely. Definitely. Catherine and I were just saying that. Yeah. I've worked with (laughs) Judica for a while and just adore her. So likewise. Likewise. Oh, well, you know, we do. We do. I don't know. We should we should go and do recaps of books, so, you know, because I do editing and she does the artwork, and I don't know, maybe we should do yeah. something like that sometimes, like once a year, do a recap. That would be fun. I would enjoy that. Listen, yeah. it's so nice to to talk to folks I haven't talked to in a long time and new folks that I've never gotten to speak with before. Um Catherine, tell folks how they can reach out to you or find you if you even want they to can't. do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Judica is much more socially available than I am. I'm, I've never been uh, I've never been one on social media, um, but I can be <laughs> contacted through Red Wheel Wiser. You, I, you, you could know, write a letter to to Red Wheel Wiser. Or email me there, yeah. So yeah. I exist in that in that in that space. Yeah. Otherwise, they gotta come chasing into the woods and find me and my cat. Yeah, you know what? You're probably a lot more sane than the rest of us because you don't do social media. I yeah. love it. I hate it. It's a blessing and a curse. Judica, yeah. how can folks find you? Oh, they can find me on the social media. My website is under construction, which I've been saying for a while, but someday it'll be fixed. <laughs> uh, they can find me on Twitter. They can find me, on, you know, if that survives. Um, they can find me on Facebook. They can find me on Instagram. And, and they can uh, send a letter to Wiser also. Same as Catherine. Awesome. Awesome. Ladies, congratulations. You Thank did you. A great Thank job. you so much. So Thank nice. you for having us. And I... Thank you. Absolutely. 
Uh, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thank you so much you for coming to hang out with me the day before Thanksgiving. I, I know it was a lot <laughs> to ask, but I really appreciate that you guys took the time to stop and hang out with me for the hour. Thank oh, you again. Thank you. Thank you. Same here. All right. Talk to you both soon. All right, guys, that's it. Have a happy, happy, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, the tragedy of what happened in Colorado Springs, please send love to those people. Uh, the shooting at the Walmart last night, I, I don't know what the fuck's going on. But in any event, much love to you and yours. Please send love out to those who need it. Uh, I'll be back on Sunday at 4 p.m. with Patty Wigington. We're going to talk about the book of tarot for witches. It's going to be fun. I will see you then. Have a great holiday. Enjoy everything. Bye-bye.